0: Beautiful beings of light, welcome back to the Expand podcast with yours truly, Elizabeth April. So today I want to get a little personal and uh, and I hope that by expressing my own personal realizations and internal dilemmas and struggles, it actually helps you along the way. So I'm entitling this episode, Don't Be a Victim of Circumstance. And I believe that we've all kind of heard this before. Like, it almost like sounds familiar, but I'm not sure where I've heard it or who told me that. And I guess if I were to define it, it would be something along the lines of, don't be a victim of the world around you, right? And I'm a huge advocate of this. I talk about victimhood uh, quite often and how being the victim and embodying the identity of, you know, the world hates me or I'm never good enough or why doesn't it ever work out for me, you perpetuate that vibration in your life. So even though I'm a huge advocate of it, I just had a realization that I've been playing a little bit of a game not going to lie. Most of the time, any of my friends or family members would tell you that (laughs) I'm a little bit, I don't know, I don't want to say too fearless, but I'm I'm pretty confident in the decisions that I make, mostly because they are intuitive-based. Like, when you know, you just know. And so when I know, when it aligns, when it feels good, I go for it, and to be honest, every big decision I've ever dove into and just knew, it worked out for me. Like A good example is when I was applying to university, I got accepted into, I think, four or five different universities in Canada, um, which is pretty surprising because my grades weren't great in high school, and of the four... I went to go see all of them except for one. And I don't know why I didn't go to see the other one, but the only university I did not tour was the one I knew I needed to go to, sight unseen. And I've done this time and time again in my life. So that being said, I'm I'm pretty empowered. I'm a pretty empowered person. I don't typically create the victim mentality often. Until today, <laughs> I realized it was a really good conversation. So it was between me and my wife. And what's really great is we don't fight. Like, I don't think we've ever really had a fight, but we have had heated discussions. And the only heated discussion I can remember is when I wanted to take my motorcycle to an interview and she wanted me to take the car. And it's only really because she has a bit of the separation anxiety coming from childhood. And she is just worried because she loves me and she thinks motorcycles are dangerous, especially in Los Angeles. And I would agree with her 100%, but I'm also really stubborn and, and just I knew that where she was coming from was more so from a place of hurt and pain and mistrust and uh, abandonment issues rather than... Just in the moment she had a bad feeling about me going, if it really truly was a bad feeling of like, hey, I got a bad vibe about your trip, you know, to this interview, take the car, I would totally resonate with that and I would agree with her, right? So sometimes I guess I could be a hard partner to live with, uh, especially when when we first got together, I would say, well... What is the lesson? What are you learning from this? Right. So every challenge, every situation, every, you know, bad conference call she had with a company was like, what what are you learning? Why did you create this almost, you know, responsibility to the extreme? And I remember in in a, in a heated discussion, she's like, "I don't want to know the lesson. Why do I have to know? Why can't you just be with me and not always have to to look at the bigger picture?" And and so since then, I've really learned how to be present, more present, and emotional and connected and communicative, you know, on on her needs. So anyway, so we just had a you know, a conversation. I don't know why I just got onto that communication tangent, but yeah, we're, we've got a really good relationship and we will, I mean, it's two women, like, <laughs> what do you expect, you know? Like a lot of intimacy, a lot of checking in with each other, a lot of long, drawn out, you know, emotional conversations, some of the the many benefits of, of being in that kind of relationship and dynamic. And so... You know, we were talking about family members and I'm not going to mention who because some of my family do listen to my podcast. And no, it's not you, mom. Um, love you. <laughs> it's like my biggest fan, you know, so I have to let her know. Anyway, so and we we're talking about family and we we're just talking about in general, like healthy boundaries with family members and how that can be really difficult and how I have a lot of worries and concerns around certain individuals And these healthy boundaries. And so she didn't bring it up to me, but I recognized it in the moment. This is what she said. She's like, I don't like when you have reactions like that because it doesn't make me feel supported. And it was like, boom, just in that moment. That's exactly what I needed to hear to be like, whoa, you're so right. Like, I'm not adding value to our reality by worrying about something that yes, it has been an issue in the past, but it doesn't actually mean that it, it needs to be an issue in the future. And by me worrying about the potential possibilities of like unhealthy boundaries, what I'm doing is I'm focusing on it and projecting it into that future. And so it was like, whoa, like a five-minute conversation in the middle of our day and our meetings and all the things. I brought it up. She brought that up. And it was like the light bulb in me went off and all of a sudden I realized that I was not taking responsibility for creating that as a reality. As a matter of fact, I told her my realization and I told her in that moment, I said, you know what, if those healthy boundaries are crossed in the future, I actually have to take equal responsibility for creating those crossed boundaries. No, it wasn't me, and no, it has nothing to do with me, and I'm not involved in it, but I created it. I helped to co-create that experience based on me focusing on it and worrying about it. So it really just leaves me wondering, what else in my life am I co-creating in a negative way? And, you know, also the question of why don't why don't we recognize that? Sometimes it takes getting called out. And I'm not going to lie, you know, in the moment of getting called out, I think there was like a, a flicker of the ego pain of, no, you're wrong. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not negative. I'm not. Uh, she didn't call me out as projecting it, but she said it didn't make her feel good. And you know what? I think What a great thing for her to do, taking the responsibility of, your behavior is making me feel this way, rather than you're making me feel this way, or projecting and saying, you know, you're creating this negative experience. And that was a bit easier on my ego. And and so... This is why I think there is such an ego reaction when we get called out for these things, especially if you're more of a divine masculine energy. You know, divine feminine, if if they really feel called out, they usually just break down and cry or like are emotional. And I guess there is sometimes like the yelling and the the pushback from female energies, but typically that's more of the aggressive masculine energy is the, that's not me, you're so wrong. It's like the prideful ego, right? And more of that aggressive kind of pushback. Uh, even if you're a female, you can have a very divine masculine energy. So yeah, so that that was really just it was an eye opener for me and I wanted to bring this up to all of you who listen because you know what in your life are you worried about? What do you think about often that occupies your mind that is negative? Like seriously, even if you just pause this podcast right here and you grab your phone and you write in your notes section, or you grab a pen and paper and you write it down, or maybe you're on your laptop and you can write it down, think about this. Where in your life, what in your life do you think about in a negative way? Could be anything. Could be a person, could be your job, could be yourself. It could be anything. Maybe you have a trip ahead and you're like, oh my goodness, what if I lose my bag on my trip? We need to start recognizing the thoughts in our mind, create the reality around us, the environment around us. And we need to start taking radical responsibility for the reality around us and for how we essentially created it. And eventually you'll be at a place where your thoughts are, are positive positive. They're adding value to your reality, not taking away. And by me worrying about healthy boundaries with family members and, and worrying in a reasonable way in human standards of those boundaries have been crossed before, then they could be crossed again, right? It, it, but that's how we're programmed to think. That's not That shouldn't be how we think. And for me anyway, it's so important to Recognize these patterns and change them before I bring children up into this world. So circling back to being a victim of circumstance, I think the craziest thing about that is it's almost like an oxymoron to say that. It's impossible to be a victim of circumstance because every circumstance in your life was created by you. You know, so I mean, it's just like the big word karma, right? It all just kind of comes back around. Every energetic output you create comes back in a ripple form. And so it's so important for us to think about what the worry is and where that is. And whether it's justified or rational or it makes sense to you why you behave that way doesn't mean that's adding value to your own reality. Now, for me projecting my worries and fears around healthy boundaries and family members, not only am I creating those situations in the future, which prove my internal point of this is a problem, (laughs) when really I'm just, uh, what is it called when you create your own reality Oh, it's a, a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Uh, in a negative way. And we do this all the time. Ha ha. See, I proved you wrong or I proved you right. And... It's, it's because you created it in a negative way, you know, and I think a lot of the time we worry about things to avoid disappointment. I don't want to get hurt by this situation again, so I'm going to plan for the worst. And what we do when we plan for the worst is we create the worst, right? So we have to stop doing that. And luckily, when I think about the rest of my thoughts, there isn't much else that worries me that is projected. I would say that the one other thing right now is, you know, okay, I want to actually mention something just from my own personal in-the-moment experience. When I'm in conversation with people, let's say, I mean, I get pretty comfortable with everyone I'm around, but yeah, when I'm in conversation with maybe it's friends, family members, whoever, The things that I talk about when I'm in that comfortable position are typically the things that I worry about. So just recently, my mom came to visit and I talked about uh, healthy boundaries with family members and i u- i've usually bring up like financial stuff and i've i've noticed recently more so than ever i mean inflation's happening taxes are crazy and things are strapped and i feel like everyone a lot of people are in that place right now and they feel that so once again if i think about what do i worry about and therefore what do i talk about with people right? What do I bring up? What do I react to? And those are typically the energies that you're holding inside of yourself. Once again, for fear of disappointment, the self-fulfilling prophecy, they're the anxieties that we attach to. And with that, with the anxieties, the emotions, the energies that we attach to, we create them in our reality. So one of the things that I recognized a few months back is that I was uh, worried about finances and money. Like, I recognize that. And yes, you do the obvious things, which is, you know, budget yourself and watch your finances and you have to make some tough decisions and that's okay. But the other thing that I recognized within the worry about money and creating the right action steps in a 3D level is I really had to tackle my 5D mindset because your mind, your thoughts are in the fifth dimension. They're not physical. They're not dense. They're not 3D yet. Uh, You can't hold them yet until you think about it long enough, and you can hold it, right? And so I started to think, and I have to get back to this. I started to think, what a beautiful time in my life where I get to get challenged financially, and I get to experience this energy of lack, but from a higher perspective. So basically my mindset, and and without the words even, it's the vibration of, wow, I am so grateful for this moment to connect with this experience of challenge, you know, which is, this is great. I get to learn from this, right? You always get to learn from challenge and you get to grow from that. So that's it. And then the other thing that I was uh, switched to my mindset around when it came to finances is it, instead of saying like, I can't afford this, which unfortunately I still say often, and I need to switch that wording, it's the the sentence of I am simply creating space in my life so that I can afford it. So the main words here on emphasis are I can afford this. And then before it's I'm creating the space to afford this so that I can afford this or what have you. And once again, this is a good example of radical self responsibility, understanding that when you're in a challenging position, when you're feeling anxious, when you're feeling depressed, when you're feeling overwhelmed, and you attach yourself to that feeling, you end up perpetuating that feeling. And all of a sudden, you know, you're stuck in the perpetuation of what you fear because you're existing in it and you don't want to create it moving forward. So you're worried about creating it. But by worrying about creating it, you end up recreating it right? It's like this awful, vicious cycle that we all get into, that that human beings just completely get into. I mean, there really is no such thing as being the victim because we are the creator. But I will say that if you believe you are the victim, then you become the victim, which is another great example of being the creator, you are never the victim. You are never the victim, which is a triggering thing to say because we've all been victims before. We're like, God, yeah. <laughs> that's that's tough. That's really tough. Maybe I should just call this episode, You Are Not a Victim. It might get a little bit of backlash, but it, that's what I believe. And we are the creator, right? The only victim is the belief of victim. That's the only thing that really exists and and that will create the victim reality, which once again proves the point that you are the creator and on and on and on and on. Now, I did get pushback from this. I think I maybe did a video on YouTube a couple years ago and I I went on about the same thing. You're not a victim and you're the creator of your own reality. And and, uh, I think one of my first ever lectures I was like 19, and I don't know if you in your part of the world have this, but essentially there are these things like all over Canada and then all over the U.S., and they're basically like old white men's clubs, and I think in Ontario they're called Lions Club, like the Lions Club, and then the Masonic Lodge is a really good uh, example of one of these kind of old white men's men's clubs. But I'm not talking about the Masonic Lodge as like, you know, the gateway to the Illuminati. I'm just talking about it as like an old white men's club. Anyway, so I got involved in an organic farm co-op back then when I was younger. And the guy who was running the co-op basically asked me if I wanted to speak at one of their Lions Club meetings. And I said, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think the title was uh, You Create Your Own Reality. You're the creator of your own reality. Anyway, something to that effect, right? Pretty empowering stuff. And so one of the questions was, well, do you believe in God if you believe that, you know, you create your own reality? Then what's God's job, basically? And I said, I don't call it God, um, especially since I was raised Catholic and understood the horrors of the Catholic religion much later on. So, no, you don't need a label like that. I call it source or universe or energy or consciousness. And I believe that it runs through each and every one of us at an individual level. And I believe that there is a collective of this source energy in the universe. And it is due to this consciousness or this source energy that allows us to create the reality around us, kind of like a giant simulation, you know, uh, without really truly knowing that we're in it until we awaken to the fact that we're in it, right? So that was one question. I don't think he liked my answer. And then the other question was, you know, well, what what would you say to a homeless person who is on the street. And at this point, you know, I wasn't online. I wasn't really ever getting questioned in my beliefs. And I stopped and I was kind of shocked at the question, but I also understood where they were coming from. Like, how dare you tell a cancer patient that they created this? How dare you tell a homeless person that they're not a victim of of the system or unfortunately a rape victim, that that they're not a victim of what happened, right? That they created that. And I agree. Like, I've been a a sexual assault victim myself and have been in many situations where I was quite vulnerable and what have you. And and of course, victim is the word that my human would use. Um, And I guess maybe when I use that word, it's less about the definition that we place on it in this society and maybe more about the identity that we could attach to, right? You can feel bad and and you can feel shitty about things that happen absolutely but the way to transmute the feeling of that energy is to realize that you you created it and why you created it to learn something from it and so my response on stage you know after my lecture and I took some questions after was that's a really good question and I think personally, if I had cancer or I was homeless uh, and someone came up to me and said, You created your current predicament. You put yourself here and you're not a victim. I might have a response, an ego response to that, without a doubt, being in that situation. But I believe that I would empower myself. To the point where I could move on and I could say to myself, well, hell, I mean, if I created this, then I can create anything I want to. I would take that statement as empowering and not disempowering. As a matter of fact, when I got diagnosed with lupus and I was in and out of the hospital and just a lot of stuff was happening... I ended up going to a medical medium. She told me that it came through my genetics of my father's mother and that line. And she said, have you gone through a breakup recently? And I said, yeah, a really bad one. And she said, these genes in your biology only got expressed because you're at a low vibrational frequency. You created this. And boom, I'm telling you, that's all I needed if I created this at an energetic level, and yeah, I was freaking down. I was in a bad, bad place. Then I can uncreate it. Then I can recreate it. And that's exactly what I did. And I talked about it more in in a different podcast. Actually, I think it was the Eastern meets Western medicine podcast episode. So... Yeah, it's so important to take that responsibility. And at first, when you hear that, it sucks. Because in some ways, it's easier to do nothing about it and to feel sorry for yourself while you're in it. And I know this this episode's kind of going into a different direction, but I think this is all good stuff. Here's what I believe is the best way to navigate An emotional situation. And I think this is important. And before I get into what I think that is, I just want to explain to you the reason why I even have an opinion on this is because I have had tens of thousands of clients from all over the world. I have helped them with past life unpacking and healing along with current life traumas. And what I'm able to do is I'm able to see how an emotional trauma impacted their energy field. I can see blocks in their aura. I can see holes in their chakra. I can see things that are connected from other people. And likewise, by working with these clients over a long period of time, I can give them the solutions that are appropriate for them to unlock themselves, for them to heal themselves and move on. And and for those of you who maybe just found my podcast, no, I do not do one-on-one sessions anymore. But I do, every month, I pull a free 30-minute session winner out of the creator membership. So if you are a member, just know that immediately you are put into the creator membership draw. And I intuitively choose one person who really needs it every month. Um, And that's been really great for me to still have that impact on people at a one-on-one level. It just takes a lot out of me to do that and hold space in that way. So, that's that. I just wanted to kind of give you a background as to, you know, why I even have authority to make mention of how to navigate your emotional state when something emotional happens. And of course, I've been navigating my own emotions and my own traumas and my own freaking past stuff and how to move through that. So, here's the best way from my humble opinion. When an emotional trauma happens to you, it is really important, and yeah, there might be shock, it depends on what it is, it's important to allow yourself to feel that emotional trauma in the moment, so just be with it, and that really goes to any any circumstance in your entire life. If you feel like laughing, laugh. If you feel like crying, laugh cry. If you feel like skipping around, do that. If you feel depressed, feel depressed. Part of the the energy that a lot of divine masculines miss is feeling at the time of a trauma. A lot of the divine feminine's miss is feeling 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 it and feeling it and feeling it and feeling it and feeling it To the point where it's 10 years later and they're still feeling it there's no solution with a very extreme divine feminine energy and with a divine masculine there's no emotion they want to get right to the solution and for me as a female but a divine masculine energy I've always just dealt with emotional traumas, like I've got to move on. This is not an appropriate moment to feel things, so I'm not going to feel it. (laughs) And I move on and I try and find solutions to the problem at hand rather than just being with the emotion of what's going on. And, uh, and so it's not, it's neither one of those. It's not feeling too much to the point where it consumes you every day and you start to become the victim and it's not so clinical to the point where you don't want to feel it at all and you want to just move on and get solutions because that's not going to help you either later down the line. I find that the best thing that we can do is a little bit of both. Allow yourself to be vulnerable in the moment. Allow yourself to feel whatever you need to feel. And at an appropriate time, and that's not for me to say, could be a day, could be five days, could be two months, right? I would say a couple of years is a little, it's a little long, you know? But yeah, I think at a certain point in time, it's important to take a step back from the emotions in the moment. And to really observe why that experience happened to you, why did you create that experience, and what did you learn from it? Because the only reason why we ever create any experience in our entire lives is either A, to clear old energy or old karma from a past life or this lifetime, or B, to go through a brand new experience and learn something new altogether. And I'm not going to go into the details of what both of those feel like, (laughs) Um, because we've gotten totally off track. So overall, I would just leave you off with, don't be a victim of circumstance. Understand that you create everything in your reality. Observe your own worries and concerns in your mind, and ask yourself... By creating this, you have to immediately assume that all of your thoughts are being created, especially in the new vibration. So ask yourself, by creating this thought into reality, am I aligning to the highest timeline? Am I servicing my highest good? Am I servicing others' highest good? Most of the time, you don't want to create that into your reality. You aren't servicing anyone. And you're definitely not hopping into the highest timeline. And I would leave you off with, once you have the awareness of the worry or concern in your mind, once you have the awareness of creating a lower vibrational timeline, what I would implore you to do is ask yourself, what is the highest possible timeline in this situation and what I mean by that is what is the best outcome how could this be the best possible thing that it could be period and by doing that you allow yourself to move into that timeline and focus on it that's what you want So that's, that's how I'll leave you off. I hope you enjoyed this. uh, Let's call it a divine feminine loop de loop of an episode. I'm usually much more structured than this, but it was really fun to be able to go on that journey with you and I hope that you got a lot out of it. And I just want to remind you that maybe you're brand new to my content. Maybe you've been watching and listening for many years. So no matter where you are on that journey, your own spiritual journey, I just want to say that I've been on my own journey since 2010. And I'm learning, every day I'm learning, every day I'm surrendering, every day I'm growing. And yeah, absolutely, sometimes it can be exhausting, but at the same time, it is so beautiful and so liberating and just overall really divine um, that I get to be in a position where I observe, I get challenged, I grow and i can then very joyedly share that knowledge and wisdom with you as I'm in it you know I I always find that the best teachers are even better students and I always always want to be a student first (laughs) so I hope you enjoyed this as always be sure to give this podcast a five-star review share it with friends and family that always helps me out Um, follow me on instagram subscribe to my youtube that helps as well and definitely check out my cosmic society membership it is it's epic and i am so grateful to have a totally encrypted censorship censorship free platform where i really don't have to be a slave to any other platform and i can say and do what i want and that is such a dream for me that is true freedom for me so keep it high vibrational aligned to the highest timeline and as always i will see all of you in the fifth dimension frequency